You'll hear him this afternoon on the radio. I'm talking about Wendell Saylor from the Rush Hour. Wendell, Super Bowl Monday today. Did you ever have, like, uh, the inkling to do, you know, what Hayne and some of the others didn't go over and have a crack at the Super Bowl? Or just have a crack at the NFL in general? Yeah, look, back in the, about the middle of uh, mid-90s, um, we had a good relationship with the Denver Broncos. And... Um, um, so that actually contacted Wayne and said, look, um, you know, Wendell Saylor, um, would he, would he want to come over and do one of our camps, training camps? Cause yeah. he went over there, watched him a bit. So myself and obviously, uh, Gordy Tallis, we were sort of approached and said, uh, boys, would you think about coming over to a training camp? And then, um, I mean, it's too hard. Like, no, those guys, yeah, but those guys go up with it, you know, since from their four and five, like, it's like, you know, playing AFL or rugby league here, you know, so, um, it was flattering, but uh, I, 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 I declined. I would have thought, like coming from an NRL background, league union, all that sort of stuff, that you would have been all right because don't they don't they take like five minute breaks in between every play? Yeah, yeah, they do that. They, they do do that. But um, but, you know, just the numbers, you know. Obviously, in America, like they've got so many, and I don't have some opportunity to make it. And I think it's showing now too. Mm. It's just so hard to make it. Like, look at Darren Hay and what he went through. Obviously, um, you know, Don't uh, Holmes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And uh, Hayne, but, yeah. There's no arguing Hayne was, you know, pretty much one of the best of the best we, we had at the time, and he was struggling sure. to make it in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 how cutthroat it is over yeah. there. You know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's the best of the best, and uh, you can just see why uh, they get the big money, but also why their careers don't go as long. Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati. I know it's Bengals or something. I call them the Bengals. You're going to be having some wings. Bengals, yeah. You're going to be having some wings while you watch the Bagels play. <laughs> no, mate. I, I love a little bit of a look at it, but, but mate, I only I mainly watch it for half time. I, I, I yeah. don't mind the Super Bowl, but but um, I think it's too long for me. It goes way too long. But uh, I just love the, the half time and this year, you know, you got Snoop Dogg, yeah. you know, you've got Mary J. Bly. It's going to be so good. So yeah, um, yeah I'm looking forward. Yeah, Eminem. Dre, yeah, so it'll be good. Yeah, it should be really, really good. Anyway, looking forward yeah. to that. That'll be happening uh, later on in the day. I'm sure we'll have follow-ups of that on Triple M. Now, Peter Volandi's joining the show. Yeah, Volandi's he'll be on this week, so we'll uh, we'll put him under the pump, under the microscope, and ask a few questions in and around rugby league. And um, you know, he's done a really good job. But mate, I'd love to have his job, mate. He does that with the NRL, and then he goes to racing, <laughs> mate. He's living the dream. So I'm just going to ask him, mate. When do you sleep, Pete? When do you sleep? But yeah, <laughs> never. He's immortal. Yeah, um, no, he's uh, he's a good man. Look, people say that about your job too. I mean, you're doing the rush out here on Triple M. That's a pretty sweet. That's a pretty sweet rig. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, the hard <laughs> thing about that is um, is working with Gus. You know, no, no, Gus <laughs> yeah. has been good. Uh, and dude, it, it's always good working with your mates. And um, you know, yeah. it's not just about the the sport entertainment, but uh, we got a good camaraderie there. And uh, you know, it's been good first couple of weeks and uh, I like the drive show I think I'd rather do drive than breakfast so it's great yeah yeah rub it in you jerk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every time my alarm goes off I'm like jeez why, why oh no <laughs> they reckon um, they reckon it's um, it's like being jet lagged um, the whole time your whole life yes yeah, yeah. and people yeah. around you don't get it you know what happens to me I go to a party or something people are like oh yeah. what's it like being in breakfast radio I'm like you're just tired all the time I'm like yeah right people get up and go to the gym at that hour of the morning all the time I was like yeah well yeah. that's their choice that's right, exactly. No, no, I've, um, MG's told me that, Matty Johns, and there's a few people to go, mate, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's one of those things you've really got to be dedicated. So well done to you, mate. So best you love that time. job. I want, to stay on, I want to stay on the drive show. Well, we'll catch you this afternoon right here on Triple M, Mr. Wendell Saylor himself.
Thanks, mate. And well done, Ruby Leagues. Back uh, last weekend, the All-Stars was great too, so well done to the married boys. Planning to rent or sell your property and think no further than Dubbo Real Estate Agency. This is Triple M Breakfast with Hello Baker. Right now, joined by Mayor Matthew Dickerson on the phone. Dicko, since the last time we spoke, you've scored yourself a Rhino Award. Uh, that was a big surprise, yeah. I kind of didn't expect to be mayor and get an award, but as the <laughs> Chamber of Commerce pointed out, the awards were all done and dusted by mm. about August, September last year. They even had the receipt to show when the plate was engraved, and that was well before any elections were announced. So, to their credit, they stuck to their program and they had enough faith and confidence in their processes to say, well, no, it's not at all untoward that we're giving it to the mayor. We made the decisions before he was the mayor. So, yeah, well done to them and, and uh, yeah, it was a very nice honour to receive. Well, you have been running businesses in the Central West for quite a while. Quite a long time is one way to put it. I started my first <laughs> business when I was in year seven at school. It was my first little micro business. <laughs> paid for my way to school and union, then started my first official you know, big boy business in 1989. So, it's been just a couple of years. Well, very d- well deserving for that award. Uh, now Thank you're the you. mayor, there's plenty of things that uh, you have to deal with, like uh, nature strips and, and who has to maintain them. This has been a really controversial issue. And it's interesting because it wasn't something that we're changing. There wasn't any big drama about mm. we're about to make some dramatic changes here. This was just about establishing what the policy is and making sure people are aware of it. And there have been a few questions and comments since I've become mayor. And so I said to the staff, well, we've got an internal policy on that. Let's take it out and make it an official council policy. So we took it through our committees last week, which really just says that people should be responsible for their own nature strips. Council just doesn't have the resources to go and mow or maintain all those nature strips around the community. So they went through committees last week. It'll go to council next week, assuming it's ratified by councillors. That'll then go on public display for at least 28 days. People can put their comments in, and then it'll come back to council for final ratification. But wow, there's been a few comments about it. There's been a few people that aren't happy. They want refunds of their rates money because council's no longer going to be mowing nature strips. So it's actually been quite interesting. Just to clarify, you're talking about nature strips is just that little bit out the front of people's houses. Because in our street, we've got a couple of little weird dog legs on the way to parks, but um, no one kind of maintains them. Well, and this is the good part. Because people have questions like that, that's why I was keen to get it out in the policy. So the policy goes through those things in detail. But essentially, to answer your question, when you've got things that are around public areas, so around public parks, around public spaces, yes, that'll still be maintained by council. So we are talking specifically about, or the bit that seems to have some controversy is you've got your house, you've got a little bit of footpath there. That little footpath is effectively the nature strip. So the bit that's just in front of your house. And most people, when they're mowing the lawn, they kind of don't look at exactly where their lawn finishes and where the public area starts. So they just mow it all in one go. I've always just, uh, we don't have a fence in our front yard, so I've always just mowed to the curb. Anyway, it's a second nature to me. I've never really thought about it. Hey, uh, let's talk about Rainbow Cottage because uh, they've had a birthday. They did. They turned 30. That was actually quite nice to go along to Rainbow. All four of my kids spent time at Rainbow during their formative years. So this is a childcare centre owned by council. I can only assume 30 years ago there was a lack of childcare services in Dubbo to the point where council needed to start its own childcare centre. Obviously, we've got lots of childcare services in Dubbo now. There's probably still a lack of availability there, but this facility's been owned by council for those 30 years. So I went along there to cut the birthday cake. Obviously, lots of kids around there. They did some really nice songs. We sat around and listened to those. And some of the staff, there's no staff there from the original 30 years ago beginning, but a couple of the staff that were there at the beginning came along as part of the celebration. So it was good to catch up with 
them and there's been one staff member there that's been there for 26 years so uh, not too far off when it first started so it's good to see that facility there really just celebrating that's been part of our community for that long 26 years that's an impressive effort mayor matthew dickerson thank you so much for your time this morning and i'll let you get back to your mayoral duties thanks very much good to be chatting Triple M Breakfast with Aloe Baker. All we thanks to the Village Bakehouse. We can try their delicious breakfast menu today. And right now, joined by Trevor Long from EFTM.com on the phone to talk all things tech and ABC iView changing things up, Trev. Yeah, they are. They're going to introduce a mandatory login. Now, it sounds all um, scary, but in the end, it's, it's a great feature for, for the app. So whether it's on a smart TV, your computer, wherever you're watching, the idea of the login is it can personalise what you're watching. So... For people that watch a lot of cartoons, for the kids, it'll recommend more cartoons to you. For people that watch a lot of news stuff, like Four Corners or whatever it might be, it'll recommend more news-based content. So it's about personalising the service, and that means that you'll be able to find more of the huge library of content that the ABC have. They tried to introduce this last year, but they got a few complaints because people didn't want to have to log in. They thought it was you know, handing over their data people it's your email address and your creative password they're, they're not selling your data or anyone they're the abc for crying out loud so they've spent a year investigating the privacy requirements and they tick all the boxes it's gonna happen we don't exactly know when but if you watch abc iview my recommendation is get an account now because then you'll be ready the day they do is it likely that they might monetize it in the future or are they going to stay true to the abc of old and uh, just keep it free for the public i think it'll be free for the public it'll stay as it is at, at worst it'll it'll change the way the bbc is which bbc in london is is uh, login as well but internationally there's a there's a cost to access that so maybe that's that's a good way to go to monetize the abc content globally let's talk samsung phones because they're still punching out new models remember the exploder phone what was that the note 7 or something the, the Note 7, and there's a bit of that uh, in the new ones. Not the exploding bit, but the pen. So the, the stylus that came with the Note, that was a very popular thing for many years, and it was only 18 months ago the last Note 20 was launched. And the new Galaxy S22 comes in three sizes, the S22, 22. S22 Plus, and the S22 Ultra has all the features of the Note. So it's got the stylus in the bottom, a huge 6.8-inch screen. They've all got a stunning camera, really great nighttime photography. But the real thing this year for me I've noticed is great deals. Like every telco is offering sweeteners if you buy this phone. Uh, Vodafone are offering amazing trade-in deals. If you've got old phones, you can trade them in and, and uh, get a credit towards your new one plus additional cash. So... There's some really good options right now in terms of deals to get a new phone. I, I think like never before. So well worth looking at those ones if you're in the market for a new phone. You always talk about uh, cameras on phones. I just get blown away at how good they are. I can do Astro on mine. Like just the, the camera quality in phones in the last five years has just taken off. Have a look at the photos and of you can take of the moon with the new Samsung. It's phenomenal. Hey, let's talk smartwatches because uh, I'm not an Apple guy and so there's not as... like Most people get the like the Apple Watch, right? The iWatch. What else yep. is there out there if, say, I look like Chris Hemsworth and I've got a lot of money? Yeah, well, look, you know, there are a lot of smartwatches. All the big brands have them, but also the watch company. So Tag's one of those. You know, big company, luxury brand, not cheap watches, but their new connected watch launches next month. Starts at two grand. You can get a three grand one as well. Yep. And that's a lot of money I get, but... You know, an Apple Watch can set you back a couple of grand as well if yeah. you if you get the right uh, materials and right size. Um, the Tag Connected Watch has a better battery now, uh, great wellness features, great golf features if you're a golfer. And most importantly for me, and the reason I bought one of these a couple of years ago, honestly, it looks like a normal watch. It looks like a gr good quality and, you know, high-priced watch, and that's what you want if you're spending good money. So if you are um, uh, uh, someone who loves their brands, the Tag Heuer Connected Watch, 
ticks all the boxes. What about Rolex? Because I'm waiting for that. There's no Rolex connected watch yet. No. <laughs> Trevor Long from EFTM.com talking all things tech. What can we find on your website this week? All those stories and a bunch more. We've got a lot coming this week, but uh, I can't tell you until it happens. Ooh, cryptic. I'll have to check it out. Joined by the one and only local MP, Dougal Slaughters. Dougal, thank you so much for my Christmas card. <laughs> when did you get it exactly? I got it on Friday. <laughs> You ripper. Well, it's good to see Australia Post is working well for all of us. To be uh, fair, Australia Post aren't at fault with this. It's probably more me for not checking for a long time. Have you have you got bills and stuff piling up at your Yeah, place? that's why I don't like checking the mail, you know? It's, have the lights been turned off at your place? Uh, well, no, not my... Well, here at Triple M, we've got a P.O. box, and that's what happens when they trust me to check it over the summer break. But we've got like a normal mailbox here at uh, Triple M, but then we've also got a PO box as well. And they obviously saw that this one was from Dougal Saunders, and like, oh, this is a this is a special one. We better put this in the in the fancy PO box. Yeah, <laughs> straight this, in the round bin. The, this, the the <laughs> no, it's not in the bin at all. I've got it. It's sitting on my desk. Uh, well, mate, can I just reiterate? Merry Christmas. I hope you have a really good festive season. <laughs> you too, Dougal. Uh, speaking of uh, Merry Christmas and New Year, New Year, New Me, you got uh, a heap of things going on this year, including uh, 160K towards lighting at the showgrounds. Yeah, exactly. Look, as part of what we look at doing, particularly heading into a new year, is a lot of support for community organisations and community infrastructure. And yeah. there's not much better than local showgrounds. And we've had a whole range of showgrounds across the uh, the region that have received some funding, including at Dubbo Showground, 168000 bucks to help uh, do a bit of an electrical upgrade there. Now, if you've been at the showground when the lights go off, it is not a great look. Uh, essentially, the, the wiring is well past its use-by date and it's being held together by, well, not quite sticky tape, but it feels that way sometimes. So this money is going towards um, upgrading all of the electrical work that you don't see, really. It's mostly underground. Mm. Essentially, this will create the ability to then upgrade the lights themselves further down the track because they are their old school lights. They really, they still work well. They're nice and bright, but they're old halogens that you can literally see the meter running when you turn them on. So, but this is a massive one for the showground, but also the harness racing club, which is the main user of the lights. Yeah, really good to see money being invested in the local infrastructure too. Uh, old Dubbo Jail, things are, things are happening. Yeah, yeah. And look, this is a project that is about to transform the CBD of Dubbo. Um, money that we put towards Dubbo Regional Council a couple of years ago now, it has taken a while to get all of the agreements in place to remove what is the old sort of 70s style National Parks and Wildlife building out the front. So that demolition work has started and starting with uh, some of the asbestos removal, you won't see the building come down for probably a week or two, but all of the internals will be removed in the meantime. Uh, and once that building is gone, there is a whole new plaza that will be constructed there to open up the, that iconic tourism attraction right in the middle of our city uh, and provide people a, a really clear pathway. So council doing all the work, we've put uh, you know a lot of money towards making sure that happens properly, but it's a fantastic one for the CBD and will really transform what people can do and what it feels like to be in the centre of Dubbo. Dealing with asbestos in the middle of the main street, I'm glad I'm not the tradie on that job. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's an it's a, it's a extremely... Uh, sort of tight little time frame around that as well, yeah. but they're doing it all safely and as it needs to be done, so it'll be fantastic when, it, when it's all done. Speaking of things bad for environment, a little bit of litter goes a long, long way. Remember that song? <laughs> Mother Nature no, is not. choking on it every day. I hear oh, uh, you're going to yeah. clean up the rivers for us. 
Yeah, look, I uh, announced last week almost 80 grand to go towards, uh, towards Ozfish to help start really targeting litter in our rivers. And for us, uh, that's a, a big focus on the Macquarie River. Um, we know that there are some places like um, the Devil's Hollow there that yeah, used to get choked up with litter and Clean Up Australia Day not too far away. Uh, this will be a focal point for not just cleaning up and getting rid of it, but targeting the litter not getting there in the first place, as in don't drop your stuff in the street. Yeah. It ends up in the stormwater and in the river. So big strategy around that because we know that's the number one thing that makes a difference in our waterways. So a big campaign. Uh, Ozfish will run it all but a great way to help support that organisation. I went fishing in the river once, caught a shopping trolley. <laughs> there was about eight other hooks on it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look, we, we just don't want to see that. You can't eat a shopping trolley. Uh, you can chuck it back shore and it'll weigh a lot and look yeah. impressive, but we don't want to see them in the river. Local MP Dougal Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again next week and find out what else is going on in your life because it's a busy life. Thank you, my friend. Always good to chat. Hello, baby.